This is the Forge Your Life podcast, the podcast to help you smash into purpose, wealth, health, and relationships with your host, Richard Fu. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Forge Your Life podcast here with your host, Richard Fu from richardfu.com. And today, guys, I have a 10-time number one international best-selling author, and he is the founder of bestseller, big business, and super kids books publishing. He's also a podcast host, hosting a show called Greatness Quest. And, and I really recommend that you check out his show as well. Just even the title itself blows my mind. But not only that, he's, he's an amazing guy. In the few minutes I've already had the chance to chat with him, you know, he's, he's just been so much a ball of energy that I can't even contain. And I'm scared to hold him back here because, you know, I know he's just going to unleash it all out here, guys. His name's Trevor Crane. And guys, I want you to please welcome Trevor to the show. Trevor, thanks for jumping on. Well, give that guy a round of applause. My God, that guy sounds aw- I want to meet that guy. Give it that guy. Richard, it's an honor to be here, and I am excited to talk about all kinds of amazing things. I think we're going to talk about books today and about how they can become a very powerful part of your business and your brand. But brother, we can talk about anything. I can tell you about my successes, which are cool, but maybe a little boring and routine. Everybody wants to brag about themselves. I'll tell you about my failures, dude. We'll come up with the deepest, darkest BS I've gone through and we'll just get in. Or I could give, I don't know, man, we can do whatever you want today. Oh man, I'm excited. See, this is what I'm talking about, guys. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen here every time we jump on this show. And so, Trevor, for the people who haven't heard about you or your work, could you share a bit more about who you help and how you actually got there, man? Just a bit of your journey. Hmm, who I help, a bit of my journey. So if you look me up on Facebook, it's say hey, I'm, uh, I think you've got as my description, I'm a, I, I, I grew up a poor black child, <laughs> which I can't remember if we're going to have, is, are you recording this on, on video so they're going to be able to see it or only audio? Oh man, it's going to be both, man. They can okay, good, because I was going to say, I, as my, as, I know I have a really black voice, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a white as Casper White, so uh, no, that was from the movie with Steve Martin called The Jerk. But uh, so <laughs> who do I work with and where did I come from? So I'll do the who do I work with first. So typically I work with business owners, mm-hmm. uh, coaches, consultants. I work with speakers and uh, people who are trying to break into like the, the corporate world and to break it into their own business. Mm. And I uh, work with them because a lot of those business owners or people are trying to work on their brand they're chasing clients. They, they don't know how to get leads. They don't understand like how to, how to create a, a scalable business that can, they, where they can charge their whatever they think they're worth. And mm-hmm. so I will help them craft an amazing book and help them write a great book really fast, turn that into their most powerful marketing tool and help them make money while they write their book. And if you guys are watching on video right now versus audio, I'm, I've got three posters behind me. Mm-hmm. And those posters are what I teach all the time about how to write a great book fast, how to turn it in your most powerful marketing tool. And then I've got a whole funnel on the different things you can use to make money with your book. And that's who I work with, the results I create. However, I will now just throw myself under the bus. Um, I was 20 years before I wrote my first book. And I'm not saying that it took me, I didn't write it when I was 20. I mean, I started when I was 20 thinking I'm going to write a book and it used mm-hmm. to go on my new year's resolution list saying, I'm going to write a book this year. Yeah, and yeah. year after year, dude, it did not happen. 
And for one reason or another, you know, when I was young, I thought I need to get more successful. I need to do something and who would ever want to listen to me? When I got a little older and I started to get successful and when I made what I thought was a lot of money, which was millions of dollars, I was pretty proud of that. I was too busy. I was like, why would I want to write a book now? Like I got too much stuff going on and I thought a book would take a lot of time. I didn't understand who would ever want to hear from me? You know, why, why would anybody ever want to hear my story? And then a million other things. I, I might have written, Richard, I, I wrote a lot of things in my journal. that or I, I wrote a lot of things I thought were a good book idea and not publish it. And so I got so pissed off and frustrated that I couldn't figure it out. And I knew that you could. Um, a friend of mine, actually, it took, it took a friend of mine coming down with cancer. And he was laying in bed, going through chemo, where his hair was falling out, and he was vomiting in a bucket every day, and he was looking at his life, and he said, you know, what did I leave behind? And this is a guy who had a successful business, but he was feeling that regret of, like, making a difference or that lack of it, and he really wished he'd written a book. So in the hour of energy that he had every day, when he wasn't vomiting it into a bucket and he wasn't feeling so bad he couldn't focus, he pulled out his iPhone and he told his story into, a, into his phone and that turned into his book. And he fortunately, now he actually wrote three books, if you can believe it, while he was going through chemo. Cool. And he turned that into uh, his first book into a seven-figure business. He's had a full recovery, thank God. But hmm. I had to throw a lot of my BS excuses out the window when he not only did it in a time that like, you know, with all the shit he had to deal with, he was able to get that done and then leverage it into his business and brand, I was hooked. And so my biggest advice to anybody, if you want a result you haven't had gotten before, don't be the idiot that I was and like try to think you can figure it out yourself. Like that's, you <laughs> supposedly can, you're probably smarter than I am, which I hope you are, but I found that I needed a mentor and I found somebody who was great at creating the result, not just for himself, but for other people. And I said, brother, help me. And he helped me. And now I get to pay that gift forward. And my daughter's now, I'd rather brag about my daughter, brother. Yeah, um, yeah, my daughter about. is just turned 10. Uh, but last week I used to be able to say she was a nine time, nine year old best selling author. Just check that out. Like she's nine. Dude, she has the identity of already being an author where I did it for like the majority of my life. Like I thought I wasn't good enough. And I got my 10-year-old daughter, she's now 10. When she was nine, she came to me and said, Daddy, I think I want my next book to be about whatever. Now, just imagine that. Think of that. Like the confidence of her to a little nine-year-old kid coming to me saying, I want my next book to be about, like she aligns with the identity of being an author. like. I'll just ask you, brother, who are authors? Are they successful people or unsuccessful people? Just in general, if you were to look at authors, are they successful or unsuccessful? I'd imagine they're they, successful, yeah. They're successful. Are they intelligent or, or stupid? Yeah, have to be smart enough to write, yeah. So books give you this amazing credibility and positioning and confidence, and I've since really learned the magic of how you turn these into powerful tools. And dude, we can go into it as much as you want. And I'll tell you about my past if you want to hear it, but you don't need to know how I would dribble a poor black child. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's another episode, Trevor. Maybe that's for another episode. And so talk us through this. I mean, Trevor, I mean, 
you, you it sounds like you work with people, and this is what I, I talk about is like working with people who want to build an authority, right? Who want to be recognized in their niche as the authority figure. And a book is great for that. And I've done that as well. And I know that it's, it's, it's as simple as you can say, you said it, right? Like your friend, now all you do is speak into a phone and then get it trans, transcribed. And then that's how your book comes about. But I mean, for me, that's, that's great and all, but what's the next step? I mean, like people get a book and then it's like, oh, you know, Trevor, I got a book now. Then what? Right? And I think that's what a lot of these other businesses that do very similar things to you uh, sounds like to me that they, they don't focus as much on that. They focus on let's get the book and then that's it. Right. And okay. then get you to number one and that's it. Okay. So here's the thing. I, I am completely, I'm, um, my focus is all about what's next. All like a hundred ninety nine percent because everybody's got a book idea. And let me just go ahead and share with everyone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, whoever you are listening to this right now, uh, are considering maybe for the first time, or maybe you've thought about books for a while, you don't understand how that would be if you have a job or if you have a business, you're thinking, well, how could a book benefit me? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or who am I to write a book? That was one of my things mm-hmm. identity wise. So your message matters. In fact, that's the title of a new book. I probably want to write called your message matters because I think, think everybody has a book in them. And if you, you know, want to build your business or your brand, there is no better tool than a book to do that. And we'll talk about some reasons why here in a little bit. But first of all, it is when the first year my, pub, my wife and I published books, I'll just give everybody who owns a business out there. Mm-hmm. The first year we published books, I, uh, we 10X'd our business. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like 10X. Just so just whatever you make in your business, add a zero to the end. That's what happened in the first year. It made it easier to close clients. I had automatic authority, credibility, and trust. Now, I knew what to do next. This is clear because I have, I want this to be clear. Every single day, I have people coming to me who are authors and they confide in me that their book sucks or that they don't like it or that they wrote the wrong book or that they don't know how to monetize it. And they have 2,000 of them in their garage and they don't understand what's next. So what I shift the focus of mm-hmm. is down the line of what are you going to, because everybody, and, and when people are writing a book, they think, oh gosh, I got to make it great. It's got to be amazing. And, and they're, they're all worried about the quality of the book and mm-hmm. of their idea. And they'll talk to book publishers that'll say, oh, I, and, and a book publisher, because I now do book publishing for people and, and help them with that. And I, and I love to blow smoke up someone's ass telling them that their idea is great, right? I'm like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. And everybody's got an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. But that's what they want to talk about is la, 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 their amazing idea. But that's the beginning, dude. Everybody's got a great idea. And your, it should go in your book and it should transform the world and all of that. But how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. Like a chainsaw is a pretty powerful tool. I don't know if you ever saw that... Uh, Freddy Krueger, or with Jason. Jason, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's pretty amazing. But if you don't, if your chainsaw sits in your garage and you don't use it, Mm. it's a useless tool, man. It'll sit there and rust and do nothing. So here's the thing I do with people and their book is I will say, imagine your book is done. And this is my new book called Big Money With Your Book Mm -hmm. without selling a single copy. So I'll say that again big money with your book without selling a single copy. I am all about 
after you've got this great idea or book done, and it better be magnificent because if it's not, people are going to think you suck, and then they're not going to ever want to buy your stuff. So they're going to open it up and go, oh, this kind of sucks, and then this guy must suck, and so then you're screwed. So it can't be that, but it better be amazing. But this book helps people figure out how they make money. It's all the back end. So what I do is I say, close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes right now. So I'm not driving. <laughs> close your eyes and imagine your book is done and it's an amazing book, whatever that is. And it's in your hand. And I don't care whether it's about marshmallows, Mexicans, Mexican food. I don't care if it's about monsters. I don't know why I'm on the end thing, but money, it could be about anything. And your book is done. And it's, it's written for your ideal target client or, or whatever that positioning for your brand is for the next decade or more. It's a foundation of your brand. Mm-hmm. You're proud of it. It's done. You want to now, – now here's the thing. Kevin, check this out. Mm-hmm. What next? Like what are you going to do next? What are you going to do with this thing? You're going to put it on your shelf that looks really pretty on your shelf. Yeah, click and dust, right? (laughs) One, and everybody saw Kevin Costner in the Field of Dreams, man. They're thinking, well, when I build it, they will come. Like, people will then want to work with me. Really, like, that's not how it works. One of my mentors actually has two clients Mm -hmm. that have been number one New York Times bestselling authors and been on the Oprah Winfrey show. Now, this was a couple years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Oprah has a slightly different world right now than she, but she's still like pretty freaking awesome, most powerful woman in the world, probably one of, mm-hmm. um, and they had their 15 seconds of fame, or 15 minutes of fame. Is that how it goes? They had Oprah like goes, Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Your number one bestselling book. They hired my mentor and said, help a brother out. Mm-hmm. I we're, we're I'm failing. Like I, I'm not making any money. There, there's not a back end to it. If you don't consider the back end of your book, see, your book is the beginning. Mm. Your book is this amazing credibility tool. It's an amazing business card, but a book is bait. Yes. Imagine a fisherman. You know, a fisherman goes out, and I don't know if you either you like to fish or you like to eat fish or you know what fish are. I don't know (laughs) what your deal is. But you can imagine a fisherman doesn't go out, and then they, they fish all day long, and then they come home proud for their wife, and they're like, honey, or husband and they're like they check this out and they they fry up a pan of worms and go here you go like that that's just not it doesn't go like that you know i don't i don't care where you live that that isn't that isn't gonna fly nobody's proud of the worm man the book is the beginning see people don't get that they get all caught up on making it great and whether or not my idea is good enough and they don't think about the back end so i start there on what's your mission and vision for this and that closed eye process I do with people almost every time saying what next. Mm-hmm. So this better lead to something because it's step one, not yeah. it's not an end game. Yeah, and I love that you bring this up because so often people think it's like this is my manifesto, Trevor, <laughs> and it's like this is the end bit, this is it. I don't want to sell anything in my book. I don't, I don't want people just oh I just want to change lives, Trevor. I just want to change lives in my book. I just want to be an author. <laughs> And so, okay, well, you're an author. And, and so then let's say this, right? I, we create the book and we have the end in mind knowing that, look, the book is just a big piece, right? It's just like that thing that gets the email and the, and the phone number or the name on the, on the website. And so how do you, what, what's your desired funnel? What's the, what's that funnel look like after that person buys a copy of the book? What, what's the ones that you've seen that work best? So I'm going to give your guests today two of my books for free if you Mm -hmm. take fast action because 
I'm sending the first hundred people that review my book, basically, and, and, and um, uh, read it and rave about it and whatnot, I, I will send you a physical copy of my book. So if you go to trevorcrane.biz, as long as I still have this offer available and you're listening to this, it's there or I'll have something else cool there. But you can get my two new books. One of them is called Big Money With Your Book. And this is a pre-print copy. It's not even the final copy, the one I'm holding up right now. Um, the other one is called How to Write the Right Book Fast. And so it will address the question you just asked, but I want to, because that all, I give all of it there. Like if you already have a book, let's figure out how to make big money with it. Mm -hmm. And if you are, if you don't have a book, how do you write a great book fast? Remember I said I have people coming to me every day saying, shit, I spent the last couple of years working on my book and I got it out and it's sucking. Nobody's buying it. And I don't know mm -hmm. what to do. Maybe I wrote the wrong book. Now I need to go read another, write another book. No, 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 no. That's not it. And you asked about the, the funnel, right? The, the online funnel. That's such a cool word right now. Everybody thinks a funnel. How do you get them in? You get the email. It's much more than an email grabber, man. Mm -hmm. You are an authority with this. It positions your brand. So you have a different quality of, of who you are and what you represent. And if you do this smart, your book funnel, the marketing, the publishing of your book. Like, how do I publish? I don't know how to publish them. How do I write a book? I don't like go go to trevorcrane.biz, pick that up, and I'll show you how. Um, you can go to my website, trevorcrane.com, and you can find all kinds of cool stuff where I teach this all the time. But it starts with that poster in the middle there, and I have a step at the bottom, and it's called declaration. Okay. The marketing or the funnel begins by making a declaration of I'm writing a book. So I'm going to give this as another gift to everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, it is that I'm a publisher. So I publish people's books now. And I want to hear your books. So everybody listening right now, I want you to tell me your book idea right now. Just say it out loud. That you want to write a book about, fill in the gap. I want to hear it. Oh my Whoa. God, that sounds like an amazing book. Like I would like to publish that book. Okay, so check it out. You just got done with the conversation with the publisher who thinks your idea is awesome. Remember, I said your message matters. I don't care whether you're a little kid. My daughter wrote her first book when she was seven. Okay, your message matters. There's someone out there who needs to hear it. Your story, your insight in the world, whatever it is, your expertise, and you can start marketing and publishing and writing your book today after this conversation you can send someone a text and i have done this because i speak to large groups of people challenge them to go on facebook or send a text to a potential client and say i'm meeting with my i just got out of a meeting with my publisher or i just talked to a publisher who said they want to publish my book about fill in the blank mm -hmm. about money about marriage. I'm on M's. I don't know why I'm millions and I'm millions of dollars, you know, about madness, about whatever it is. You can write a book about something that doesn't start with an M if you want, but, but you say you post it, you make the declaration, you draw the line in the sand. That's how this begins. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I took a, or M word, a masterclass. This is crazy <laughs> from, uh, yeah, James Patterson. Okay, who's, yeah one of the world's greatest, most profitable authors right now. Uh, and he was saying that when he writes a book, like a thriller, like a fiction book about this awesome idea about a wife and a mom and a wood dog and an alien, whatever the hell he's writing about, he gets the idea of the plot down and check this brother. This is his, 
I paid for his course and I'm learning from him and I'm taking notes and I'm like, brother, tell me what to do, James. How do I become a better writer and author? And he's like, you come up with a plot idea and then you talk to people about it. You say, hey, what do you think of this book idea? Mm -hmm. And I turn it around. I'm like, dude, say you're writing a book. Famous people write books. Like if you were interviewed on Good Morning America or uh, Good Morning Australia, I don't know if they have that there, or whatever the news, if, if Larry King Live was to interview you mm-hmm. and you didn't found Nike or own Uber or something like that, they're going to start with best sell. If you're an author, they're going to say number one best selling author. Here I am with yes. Joe Schmo, who's really awesome, who's the number one best selling author of such and such and the founder or creator of X. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to ask you a question how this all gets started. So it is the thing, author of, creator of, founder of, these are your brand pieces. And it starts by saying declaration. You can post that right now. And I have people going, oh my God, the client that hasn't been following up with me just said, just booked an appointment with me. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts. And then you follow up with those leads, Richard. And you're like, cause people go, I can't wait to get your new book. One of my clients, Lisa, yeah. Lisa Chastain, and I had this meeting about her book. And I said, just go out and we, we got a plan, a real blueprint for profit for her book that how to write it, how to market it, turn it into a powerful marketing tool, and then how to make money with it. Mm. She went out and I said, for the first month, just go out. I want you to post on Facebook this message, which was basically what I just told you. Mm-hmm. I just met with my publisher about my new book about such and such. And she got two, 300 posts of people going, oh my God, that's so amazing. Yeah. And she doesn't even have a business and a Facebook following. She doesn't need just, just a person who's struggling and getting by, just trying to break out and make money as an entrepreneur. She made $15,000 in the first 30 days. She doesn't have a title. She doesn't have a cover. She doesn't even know what the outline of the book is. She doesn't know how to describe it. She just knows it's kind of about this thing called money coaching. Mm-hmm. She followed up with those leads. And she closed business. She sold something. This is how to make money, how to make big money with your book without selling a single copy. You tell people, I have a book coming out. And then when they go ahead and go, oh, that's interesting. You're like, hey, would you like to talk about it? And then you follow up and you sell them something. But most authors and creative types are so creative and they want to go out there and change the world. And I ask people this question all the time what do you sell? And they're like, they'll speak English and I'm listening and I'm thinking, I don't, I, I know I've been talking for five minutes, but I don't know. What do they sell? And I'll, uh, and I'll go, okay. Uh, what do you, what, I'm confused, but what, what do you ask? What do people give you money for? And they're like, I'm like, there, but and that, I'm gonna sell my book. I'm gonna sell my book, and I'm like, well, a book makes you uh, about a dollar if you go with a traditional publisher, and you can uh, make maybe ten dollars if you publish it on your own per book. And what are you gonna sell? What do you think? A hundred of them? What's a hundred times ten? You know, you can sell a thousand of them. The average book sells two thousand copies times ten. I mean, that, that's not bad, but that's in its lifetime. That's twenty grand over its lifetime. That's the average. There's a lot of people because they don't think this through, Richard, who don't have a friggin' clue. And so I start there on the monetization path of having something behind your book. It's one of the steps. And I'm going to go ahead and not just dominate for 20 minutes without, a, without you letting you comment. Man, I, I, yeah. I, I, I want to be dominated, Trevor. I want to be dominated. And this is the whole, 
thing is like I I really love what you're saying here because it's it's a marketing tool, right? Even before it's done, right? Most people think it's only a marketing tool one before it's you know when it's done. But you're telling me that you can actually put it out there saying this is what I'm gonna do, right? And then people comment, right? Obviously, because everyone's like, oh wow, you're doing something that almost every single soul on the earth wants to do as well, right? And then they yes. get congratulations. It's like- 80 plus percent of the population that say they want to write a book mm. and more like one or 2% that get her done. So mm. in, and most of them don't know what the hell to do and they're given wrong information or I think poor information. And you know, there are good people out there with all these great intentions, but that doesn't mean that they're doing things in the most that they're going to give you the best advice. Um, one of my clients came to me and he said, I need some help with your book marketing. So I'm like a book marketing expert. That's my thing. I do book marketing for authors. My program's uh, called Bestseller Big Business. Mm-hmm. I teach about this. I have a course and I mentor people through the process. And we have a full service. You can do everything. Mm-hmm. But my guy came to me and he said, Trevor, I have my book. And he started talking to me about his book. And I started giving him ideas. And he goes, well, I already went with a traditional publisher. And I'm like, well, great. You know, because that decision was done. And by the way, if you're thinking, should I self-publish or traditionally publish, it's always situationally specific. But for most people, probably everybody listening right now, I recommend you self-publish first. You self-publish. You're going to own your product. Okay? Because listen to this story. He had written his book. Okay. He got sold a bill of goods. He's a politician. He lives in uh, local New Jersey. He's over at, and he wants to be mayor mm-hmm. uh, one day. And he was sent by the, by the George Bush administration over to Iraq during the Iraqi war to deal with politics and communication and media and stuff. Like this guy is connected and intelligent and he's like, well, my brand, I need to have a traditional publisher because that matters. Mm-hmm. So they gave him a book advance and I'm going to confide in you guys what he got paid. It was uh, a whopping $1,500 book advance, but he was feeling very proud because he got a book advance and someone got to own his product. Mm-hmm. They own his book now. It's his story and it was written. Mm-hmm. So they cleaned it up and they put it in a book. I could pull it off the shelter, but I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus except for myself today. Um, and uh, in 18 months, they didn't publish the book. They were working on it. Uh, they, they put a cover on it that he doesn't like and he has no control over and can't control. Had no idea when it was going to come out. Did nothing for any marketing or media form because traditional publishers don't do that unless you're like Jesus or Stephen King or J.K. Rowling or something. Then they'll like hook you up with everything because everybody wants to talk to you. Mm. But they did nothing. He hired me just for marketing. He's like, help me, brother. How do I get to number one? How do I leverage this into my business? He didn't tell anybody about his book because he was embarrassed that he couldn't get it out there. The book was on Amazon for $35 mm-hmm. and he couldn't control the price. I tried to help him with his marketing. I didn't negotiate with his, mark, with his publishing company mm-hmm. just to go ahead and help them with a the campaign so we could make him a number one best-selling author. Like we made it happen. We booked 10 radio interviews, media interviews for him in, 20, in a 24-hour period and he got number one bestseller uh, overnight, basically, mm-hmm. because we ran a lot of sales. But um, he made 1500 bucks in 18 months, dude. Nobody knew he wrote a book, maybe a dozen of his friends. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any business, any leverage from it. Now he's, he's going to leverage it from here on. But let's contrast that with Lisa Chastain, who made fifteen grand in 30 days, and she doesn't know her title. I mean, you guys can listen. I mean, what, which would you choose? Do you want to be with a traditional publisher that owns your freaking product that you only make a buck on each and they've priced it at 35 bucks? 
yeah. and do nothing for you for marketing and own your ass. He can't even do anything for marketing. He didn't have his website, dude, in his book. Not even his website. There's no bonus, no gift, no real marketing coaching, not ask, not being intelligent enough, Richard. And I know that you work with a lot of entrepreneurs that are trying to break out or uh, and go to the next level and scale their business. So you ask intelligent questions. And a lot of your listeners are intelligent, but you know, we can't see out of our own way. We, we ask for guidance and help and we go to these people we think are experts and they sell us a bill of goods. But dude, look at the results that your mentors create for others. This is key. I had a media person just recently want to help me book some media. Mm-hmm. And I was, her price was right. She was cheap. I was like, I, cause I don't love to just drop extra money. And I was listening. I'm like, Hey, you know how, what could it hurt? She'd probably hook me up. And, and I like talking to her cause I love people. And like, I fall in love with people really easy. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do this thing. Send me the contract, whatever. I looked at the results though, that she created for other people. Mm-hmm. Dude, no, I know five of the other people that she's helped. I don't like with the, she didn't do any, I don't want their media that she's got, that she's gotten them. Like why on God's green earth would I hire her when I think the results she created for other people sucked? I don't care what kind of awesome, I don't care how much I loved her. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I wanted to work with you. It just apparently you create sucky results for people. <laughs> so, you know, find out, make sure you hire somebody who creates extraordinary results. Go to someone like Kevin who knows how to scale your business, has a whole team, can give you a virtual COO for your business to run things so you can do what you do best and you can delegate or delete the rest by giving it to another powerful group of people to do that for you so you can play the game of being like a millionaire, a billionaire, a really successful world shaker who you do what you do best and focus on that. Mm. And for all you guys playing along, if you picked it up there, I think Trevor said Kevin. I'm sitting there going, who the hell is this Kevin guy? Oh, oh he's right. talking about Richard. me. <laughs> oh, Richard, man. I'm sorry. You know, my dad's name is Richard. I can't, How many times I call you Kevin? I'm like, Kevin, Kevin. Probably like five times, didn't I? No, just that one time. I'm sitting there going, oh, man. Trevor, I, I gotta meet this Kevin guy too. I gotta meet the, and they're like, like this Kevin, this Kevin, hell is Kevin? And, then, and you describe him, he's like, he's Asian and he lives in a store. And here and there, like, wait a second, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You know? It's all about the results, right? It's all about who you, and I remember one of my biggest mentors here, they always said this is like, there's only two people you should listen to. And I'm sure you can echo this, Trevor. It's the person who's at where you wanna be and your target market. They're the only two people whose opinions really matter most in terms of your business so that you can move it forward in the right direction. Would you agree, Trev? I like that, but I'm going to get a caveat because I have followed people in the past who mm-hmm. are extraordinary at what they do. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're extraordinary at teaching others how to get there. So to listen mm-hmm. to them, absolutely. But to follow their mentorship and guidance isn't always my recommendations. In fact, I have spent years of my life following the wrong Yahoo, who, God bless them. I mean, they were just amazing at what they did, but fucking couldn't teach me anything. Like, I just could, I'm like, it just sucked. Like, and I've done this more than once. Like, I, and I'm, and I am so coachable, man. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just show me, just show me. And, and I'll follow it. Like, I'm like, you say jump, I say how high? Like, I'm just all over it. But then, you know, it, there's a difference between somebody who creates results 
those types of results for other people. Like I said, that's my measure of a mentor. Now to pay attention to the people that have what you want. Yeah, totally. Pay attention to them. Like Ellen, like let's say Ellen's got a friggin' awesome TV show, right? Like I would listen to what she has to say. I don't know that she's the best at creating. I haven't seen anybody else's show. She's, she hasn't made anybody else's career that I know of. And I don't really, I'm not really an Ellen fan, but I'm, I mean, I think she's awesome, but I'm not like watching the show. I don't know much about her, but like Oprah created Dr. Phil mm. and Dr. Oz. And I don't know who else, you know, like, so she found a whole bunch of people. So I would give that with, but, and listening to your audience, I think is key. That's actually what Lisa Chastain did. Mm. So the girl who made money with her book before it's even done, still book's not done. She's still working on it. She's in the marketing phase of it. Mm -hmm. She's doing research for her book, looking for case studies that she can showcase in her new book. How about that for a strategy? How about calling your mentors and asking if you can interview them for your book? This book that I'm giving away to everybody showcases five stories inside from all walks of life. One dude wrote a book called Hot Dog Saved My Life. And he made $53,000 in 45 days. So I'll say that again because I didn't give you time. The book is called Hot Dogs Saved My Life. He made $53,000 in 45 days. And you want to know about how he did that? It's in here. Hot Dogs Saved My Life. He, uh, there's another guy who gets to, he wrote his book on his passion he now gets to work with Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, and Mike Tyson, and a lot of celebrity clients come to him. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all people that are killing it with their book, and it's not the book. It's that they have a path and a vision to help and serve beyond. So, brother, let me answer questions to you that you think are relevant for your audience, or we can talk about anything you want to, but um, how can I serve? Oh, man, I think you've served enough, Mr. Trevor, and it's only because it pains me because we've got to start wrapping up the show here. Right, and he's like, oh. Trevor's like, what? What? We only just got started, bro. We only just got started. started. <laughs> and so I think this means we've got to get you back in here, Trevor. Right? It means we're going to get back in when you move home. You can show me that beautiful beach that you're going to be living in front of. But as we enter the the, the end of the show here, Trevor, we go into what I call the quick fire question rounds. And right. I start off with my signature question. This is my favorite question. It's called the time travel moment. It's where if you could go back to any moment in your life, Trevor, and you know, speak to little Trevor and give him a piece of advice that you know today, when would you go back to him? What would you tell him? Dude, that's, I, I, you, you sent me a couple of these questions and I'm remembering them now. And I, you, your questions made me think, um, and now I can't remember my answers from before. So <laughs> drop the cuff. Um, you know, at once there, I guess at the times where I had my ass handed to me, um, you know, when I was a little kid, I may have had some yucky things happen. I grew up poor. Or my dad smacked me around, or I can tell you that story at another time. Those might have been times that I'd I'd, I'd have had something. But you know, I think that um, the biggest thing. So yeah, I filed a bankruptcy, dude. Two point two million dollar bankruptcy. That might have been a nice time to have me yeah. come back and something. I had someone hit by lightning on my watch. That's a whole other story. Um, that sucked. Don't do that if you can avoid it. You know what I think I would have done is about the age of 20. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd have gone back to myself at about 20 and I'd have said, write a fucking book. Mm -hmm. Write it. Um, And start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Your book 
and your broadcast are the two things that we all could have started back when, back way back when. My daughter is nine. No, now she's ten. She has her own YouTube channel, and she calls she calls herself Gamer Girl. You know, <laughs> uh, she wants to be. But I just it's you have the opportunity to start your brand now. If I'd have gone back, that's what I would do, dude. Write your book. It is the and I would do your book first. Mm-hmm. personally it is going to leverage everything and be the foundation of your brand i wish i would have done it 20 plus years ago oh man wide advice love it love it the next question for you trevor is you know we talk about a lot of the key aspects in forging your own life and i love to ask you like you know what does true wealth look like for you man and, and what does that really represent in your life nowadays so that is a question. I was asked a question like what makes a magnificent life recently? And mm. it changes over time, right? So when I was nine or 19 or 29 and now I'm 45, <laughs> 45, yeah. <laughs> you know, that shit has changed. And so a wealth, wealth to me financially, I mean, I have financial goals. I want to make a million a month and I'm not there yet. Uh, that, that's a goal um, that I'm looking forward to. But wealth is more about quality of life. You know, I've made a lot of money at times and then I have filed my bankruptcy and I've had all kinds of challenges. And so I think that an attitude of gratitude is what brings me wealth. Um, there's a one core question that I shifted in my life. And I don't know if your audience is familiar with Tony Robbins. They probably are. I don't know. Maybe people living under a rock haven't heard of Tony, but uh, he teaches something called the primary question. Yep. And for a long time in my life, my primary question was, how can I have more? Like I grew up poor or feeling poor and I just wanted more, man. And I don't care if it was, I was hooking up with a girl and she said, we can only kiss. I guess what I wanted to do. <laughs> and then when I got there, I, guess I wanted to go to third base. I got yeah. to second base. It's time to go to third base. Like my primary question was, how can I get more? Hmm. And the challenge with that is it presupposes that I don't have enough already. Yes. And I was never satisfied. Hmm. And so... I changed that primary question through first of all, I had to talk to Tony and have my own come to Jesus meeting with like the fact that this question was cool, but not necessarily serving me at the highest level because yes. I was not a, I was always anxious about the next thing. And I still love to grow and, and create more. <laughs> I love it still. But uh, the question that I have, have conditioned for the last decade or more has been, what's the gift? Mm-hmm. What is the gift in this? And so no matter what life dishes out, man, you want to file my bankruptcy and I can tell you about crying. Oh, I lost everything. My daughter. I got a whole story about it, right? Uh, I was one of the happiest bankrupt dudes you'd ever met. (laughs) I cried sometimes. So such a sucking suck. But like when it came down to it, I was always trying to find the gift in things. Mm -hmm. Take a diamond. And you drop it in a pile of shit. You know what? You might not like it, but there is a diamond in there. Like you, you could throw it away and say, screw it. I'm just not getting in there. I'm, I'm not going to get my hands dirty. But you know what? If, you're, if the diamond is wrapped in a piece of shit, there's still a diamond in there. I mean, I'm not saying that it's awesome, <laughs> you know, but sometimes the trip to success most times goes through the dump, dude. Yeah. The road goes through some nasty crap. Your setbacks our setups for success. And so my thing is about wealth is about asking that question and making sure I love my life like as much as possible. If I get pissed, dude, I get pissed and that's fine. But I move through it Mm. so that I can 
find the gift, even when I get pissed or when I hurt myself or something goes bad, whatever, man, there's a gift in it. Oh, I love it. I love what you're sharing here, man. It's so insightful. And the last part I have for you, man, if people want to learn more about you and your work, where's the best place that you head to? So trevorcrane.com and you'll find all my books. You'll find, um, you can look up Trevor Crane on your, and find me on Amazon. You can find whatever, um, check out my podcast. That's cool. You can find links to there. It's called greatness quest. And I interview extraordinary entrepreneurs, uh, who help, who are helping people take their life and business to the next level. I've got a couple podcasts, but that's the cool one. Get, go get my books guys. Uh, the trevorcrane.biz. And like I said, and here's the thing though. If you love it, go leave me a review. That's awesome. I'll send you the book, copy of the book regardless as long as you do it quickly. You got to act now, right? Yeah. If you think it sucks, you can do two things. You can either just freaking just write a heinous review because I might need a couple of those on Amazon just so it shows that I'm, I'm legit and real, right? <laughs> but you know what you could do is just send me a private email. You don't have to tell the world that you think it sucks. Like just <laughs> send me a personal review. Your book sucks, Trevor Crane. I hate your eyes. You can say that. But if you love it, then go leave a rave review. I'll send you a physical copy and you can take a picture of it next time. Oh my gosh, this book is so amazing. You should get this book and I will like, I will love you forever. Go make money with your book. Get your book done. And if you want all the secrets, go there and you can just rip it off and use it and have success. Oh, awesome, Trevor. We'll add them into the show in a minute. I just want to say thank you so much for jumping on the show, man. Just opening this up, opening up these cans of worms here that, you know, so that we can actually go fishing and get some fish taken back home. And so, man, thank you so much for being on, Trevor. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure being here with both Richard and Kevin. You guys have both been great. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly. No, you're <laughs> Thanks awesome. for having me. Thank you, man. And so, guys, this wraps up another episode of the Forager Life podcast here with the bookmaster himself, Trevor Crane. And I know this. Trevor doesn't want to keep this a secret. I can't keep this a secret. This needs to go out there to the world. So make sure you share this message by going to iTunes to rate the show so that we can get his message and everyone else who's been on here because Inside You is a book and that book needs to get out there and other people need to know that as well. Make sure you head on over to richardfield.com to grab all the resources that Trevor has shared here as well. And remember to go out there, go live with love and go smash it. And I'll see you again in the next one. You've been listening to the Forge Your Life podcast with Richard Fu. Remember to head on over to richardfu.com for more information and subscribe.